1, 2, 3. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show that takes music surrounding our lives to generate a unique biography of our guests unlike any other. Thanks for listening. I'm Tara Calligan. Our guest today is Maria Pia Malerba. Maria Pia is an Italian-American multidisciplinary artist who was born in Puglia, a region in southern Italy. After earning a degree in fine art with primary coursework in scenography, set design, and costume history, Maria Pia moved to Lombardy, Italy to work as a textile designer. She's created textile designs for well-known fashion designers such as Dolce & Gabbana and Versace. And in 2009, she moved to Florida and started a new life. Right now, she's a senior textile designer for White House Black Market. Maria Pia's work has been showcased in various galleries all over Italy and America. And her song stories definitely don't disappoint. So let's get to our conversation. Hi there, Maria Pia. Ciao. Oh, thank you so much for being a guest on Three Song Stories. Thank you. Oh, yes. For having me. Of course. Uh, you have one of the most exquisite red lip <laughs> games in, in these parts. So I, I just have to know, what is that shade? Red, red. Red, red. Flem red. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I think people compliment on that quite often when I've been around you. It's the perfect red lip. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, did you listen to anything on the way here today? No. I was very nervous. I said, oh, my gosh, concentrate, Maripia, concentrate. Relax, breathe. <laughs> I did the same thing for my episode, though, and that's a very common reaction because some of these memories, it just depends. And talking about yourself is sort of awkward at first, isn't it? I mean, for me, it, it was. It is. It is. It is. Now, you were born in uh, Puglia, which is uh, a region in southern Italy. What would you say that the music style or taste of that part of the world would be? Well, it's folk and um I have to say I have incredible memories about me when I was a child because uh, my mom had to leave for a period of time. She went in Switzerland with my father and I was with my grandmother. And uh, they owned this land with a lot of olive trees and they would bring me with them, of course. And uh, going in the field and picking olives one by one, you know, I was very little. Uh, I remember people singing in the fields, and it, it, and it was and it was amazing because you could hear these people in this being together, working, and so you will feel la la la, like you know, just a common story of local story about love and stuff like that. And then the magic will happen, which is on the other side of the field, you will hear other woman people singing back. Oh. You know, so that is my really first memory as far as music and if you can call it music. But anyway, you know, it, it's it's singing and and. Uh, yeah, I think a hundred percent. I'd call that music. I mean, what your 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 vocal is uh, an instrument, right? Your vocal right. cords are an instrument. Uh, so you you mentioned your grandparents. What did they play music in the house at all? Not at all. No? Not at all. And not, not even my family. Honestly, my mom she liked to 
sing um, opera. Mm. Uh, my father was uh, a fan of Adriano Celentano, which is a pop uh, mm-hmm. uh, music, uh, but not much. I come from a family that it was very, very busy. And so, you know, my father uh, owned a business. He was uh, uh, distributing uh, gasoline. Okay. And uh, my mom was a housewife for a while and then uh, became a, a chef. So I was in a, in this family where it was a lot of, you know, work, a lot of people going back and forth. Not as much music, I have to say. I started listening uh, music by myself later on in life, and I was, I guess, 13 already. And uh, I had this friend coming from uh, Naples uh, area in Italy. And she basically introduced me to Pink Floyd. Oh. And I was only 13. That, f- for me, was like uh, love and still is. Mind-blowing, too. Mind-blowing, too. Mind-blowing, too. Yes. I went to even see their first movie with the uh, animation. Mm-hmm. And the f- I remember the scene of the flower. I was in awe. Completely I love that scene, too. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely ad- beautiful. Absolutely fantastic. So that was uh, my connection, my first connection with the, like good music that was coming from an international level. And of course, locally, uh, it, it's uh, it's all another story because like I was saying, this uh, singing from the field and we do have something very special in our area, which is called... Um, it became a phenomenon, actually. It's called La Notte della Taranta. I don't know if you ever heard of no. that. It's a phenomenon because <clears throat> uh, everything starts uh, in in the past, let's say the early 50s, in uh, uh, the field and work in the field again, and they will get bit by the tarantula, which is the spider, mm-hmm. right? So after this event, the woman will get in a particular trance and she will dance for hours on the floor. The only way to cure her from this was calling people from the uh, little town that will know how to play the tamburel, and they will play tamburel for three days until this woman will get out of this trance. It's really tribal. So after that, people like people from university and all over the world start really uh, studying this phenomenon, hmm. why it was happening, how all the correlation between the female reality, you know, sometimes they say they said it was connected with depression or other things. And uh, and then, you know, the connection with the music and the culture and the religion as well. Right. Because when it was not getting better, they will bring the woman to the church in order to see if that will make the situation better. Wow. Then uh, this situation uh, never, um, uh, how do you say, never stopped in a way um, they uh, 
the new generation didn't want it to let it go in a way, even though it's something not like nice in a way, but it's tradition, it's culture. So uh, because of this, they started to uh, create this uh, huge event in Melpignano. It's a little town close to where I live, uh, where I used to live. And uh, they have this concert where they call artists from all over the world. And uh, it's a beautiful connection between uh, the the culture, the, the, the music that we have over there with an international music. And what these artists do, they actually learn pieces of dialect. It's not even Italian, it's dialect. And they sing merging their style with the style of the, you know, local tamburel. That's fascinating. It's it's beautiful. This event is becoming huge. And in, that's been for ever since you've been alive, correct? Uh, or yes, how lo- okay. yes, the story. I mean, my mom, she remembers... Uh, you know, women getting in trance for this spite, you know, right. supposedly. Um, this doesn't happen anymore. Mm. So it, it it was connected with some form of release from the woman that didn't know how to get it out. And probably that was one of the ways to, you know, to to communicate her, her uh, uneasiness, her problem. Her pain. Her pain, mm. yes. And what a communal way to do that as well. Yes. That is quite a display for three days. Yeah, generally for three. And, and if you see some of the old video, I mean, they they almost, I don't. Visceral. I mean, oh, yeah. It's like they dance with the back on the floor and they jump. They contort. Const- yeah, they constantly jump, mm. jump. Imagine to do this, to do this for three days. All while people are singing. Yeah, they're like the tamburel. The tamburel, it's really like the the rhythm, it's very. Like you said, tribal. Yes. Yeah. It's very tribal. Wow. Isn't that... I've never heard of that before. This is... Yeah, and I have to say, uh, Salento, which is the area where mm-hmm. I come from, which is the tip of the uh, Puglia, uh, won the prize of uh, National Geographic as one of the most beautiful places on earth for five years in a row because it, it's a... So historically, this place was so detached in a way from Italy because it's far south and Mm. it's a peninsula. It kind of reminds me uh, of um, Florida in a smaller scale, of course. It's like that tip kind of far away. You don't go there if you don't need to. What that uh, basically uh, preserved preserved the culture. In the new generation, they had to go in up north uh, to, to study and to find work because we all know the South is always, you know, kind of penalized for all kinds of stuff. And uh, knowing, uh, going out, you kind of understand, you have the opportunity to understand where you come from. 
And this new generation had the possibility to understand that their culture needed to be kept intact. And between these two facts, because it was far away and the new generation appreciated, so everything uh, was saved. And now it's becoming this. It's it's an. It, 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 I mean, it, it could we could say that it's a little bit touristic right now. Okay. But still, the fact that they can remember and not, you know, remember There's an homage to that tradition. Right. Right. So this is a big phenomenon happening hmm. uh, in uh, in South Italy still now, and uh, it's absolutely beautiful. When was the last time you were there? I went there in 2018, I think, last time before okay. the yeah before the COVID. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do have a brother, mm-hmm. and older, I, younger. He's uh, one year eight months uh, older than me. <laughs> one year eight months, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he moved here in uh, Florida uh, when he was very young, mm-hmm. around 22, 23 years old. And um, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm here. I'm here because uh, of him, in a way, in a way. No, I, I mean, for other reasons too. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll talk about how that how that happened. Um, did you have any instruments being played around you, other than anyone in your immediate family that played any instruments at all? No, I I studied. I can't even say study. I mean, I tried guitar, dabble. Yes, but. Uh, the teacher was far away from mm. where I lived. My mom, she couldn't commit to bring me every week. So it lasted for a lot, the time that it lasted. But that, I appreciate music really much. I do not remember the titles, the the the, the name sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, I do appreciate music a lot. If you could learn any instrument at all instantaneously, right, yeah. right now I could... Violin. Viol- Ooh, oh, why? I just like the the, the sentiment, the notes, the, mm. the this. It's like I don't know. It's beautiful to me. It's a full feeling, isn't it? Yes, especially when it's played very well. Yes, I think we should get to your first song. Mm. Would yeah. you like to tell me the story first? Would you like to... Oh, yeah, definitely. You want to tell the story first? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you the story first. So, uh, because... so if you want, uh, this song, I was so... <laughs> I was very uh, intrigued when I saw this song. <laughs> yes. um, it is a song that you definitely couldn't just play on the radio. There's a radio version of this song. Tee, tee this up. Okay, so like I said before, my brother was here in America, young, and, you know, one day I decided to come and visit him. And I was very, very young and, like, uh, no English at all. What's I mean, very young, 20s? Around 27, okay. something like that. So uh, I came here in America and I start to connect with people. The first people that I connect were Italian Americans. So um, I was just in vacation anyway. Uh, so I could communicate because you know if you don't know the language, how can you? So uh, the this friend of mine uh, he said, Maria, do you want to go dance? Tonight, I think it was in Sarasota or a place like that. And I go, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was all happy. I was here in America and all that. And so we go to uh, to dance. And all of a sudden, I recognize this song 
that was playing in Italy. And uh, imagine me in the middle of the floor, the dance floor, not knowing the language at all. Right. Singing <laughs> with the hands on, <laughs> like, and like screaming, I don't want a short man. So I was like so happy I could say something in English, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. I, I know this. I know this. I recognize this. And so I start singing like that. My friend comes. So, Maria Pia, do you know what you're saying? I said, no. And then he told me. And I was so embarrassed. I said, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. Because, I mean, coming from Italy, Pope, you know, the right. Pope is there. He is. Doubt was not something that really could go easily if it wasn't, you not, know. Not with the Pope. <laughs> no, not, not with the Pope. And, you know, like, it, it couldn't happen if it wasn't in English mm-hmm. because a lot of people will not understand. Right. So it went through easily, easily. I could not imagine that I was singing anything like that. It was so funny. It was so funny that I started laughing, laughing. Did you keep dancing? Oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. You want to listen to it? Oh, yeah. Let's listen. Okay, (laughs) let's listen. This is Maria Pia's uh, first song on Three Song Stories, Biography Through Music. This is Short Man, also known as Short Short Man for the radio version, by 20 Fingers featuring uh, Gillette for their 1995 self-titled album. Where does that song fit into your life today? I I totally forgot. I mean, I totally forgot about that song. But it's still valid, the concept. <laughs> Did you know that that song is now, it, it's part of a viral TikTok verse. It's part of the TikTok universe now. That song is like, a tr- it's a trending song that people use for TikTok videos. This one? Uh-huh. I didn't know. Yeah. That's, I uh-huh. have to see. I don't have TikTok. I have yeah. to start. Yeah. Okay. It, it, uh, it, it is on there and people do all kinds of things with it, as you can imagine. So... There we go. Here we go. That was a successful uh, written at that time, and it still is. Awesome. <laughs> it's still a hit. Uh, you, you, we mentioned a little earlier, so in 2009, you moved to Florida, correct? Right. Uh, what motivated that decision? Uh, I was in a time where things in Italy, unfortunately, were not going uh, good politically, economically, and uh it was a point where I wanted to uh, do an exhibition uh, because uh, I'm an artist and, you know, I do all this media. And uh, I said, oh, let me look into it. I want to go and, and participate. But one of this, the things that this, um, you know, paper was saying was if you're more than 35, you cannot participate. And I go oh my gosh, this is the end, you know, because I, you know, I had a baby when I, when I was 33 and now I wanted to go back and, and, and you know, and, and start painting again. I mean, I never stopped, but, in, you know, I'm a textile designer, but I wanted to do art all, all the time. And I said, this, this is not good. This is, this, this shouldn't happen. And it, it, it 
and it's not that you really do an entire revolution of your life because of that. It was uh, multiple factors together. It was very difficult. I moved from Lake Como to South Italy to have more like family um, connection with, you know, who I was living there, which is my mom. And, uh, and, I, and, and then all of a sudden, every door was kind of closing. Everything was very, very difficult. And talking to my brother, he said, Maria, why you don't try to, to come here in America? You can open a business. Uh, we have to just go through, you know, to come here regularly uh, with a green card. That was a, a quite of a process. Uh, but I decided to do it. I decided to do it. So we do. We did all the paperwork. We opened this uh, business, and I came here in two thousand nine in Cape Coral, <laughs> where everything started, and it was like the foreclosure moment, which I had to change house because I was renting at that point. I had to change house five times in one year, plus. I had to, you know, put in consideration the moving from Italy with the with the container, all the furniture, opening my business, uh, and not being able, on top of everything, not being able to speak the language at all. I was relying to my brother that could translate for me sometime, to my ex-husband, because that happened in the meantime, too. So I came here and it felt like, you know, jumping from an airplane in the dark with no parachute. That, 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 that's how it felt because I really didn't know what direction to take. It was a high risk thing that I did. Uh, and and you, you must be a little crazy to do that, especially when you have a, a kid that at that time was just nine. I divorced after six months. So uh, I was just by myself and my son, my brother left too because he went in Oregon. And, uh, but I have to say, I have to say, everything started from that point. The past was the past and the future was me, this little boy, fantastic, this little angel, and everything worked out in the best way possible for me, in the best way possible. And, 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 and you know, I, I decided to close that uh, business because I was doing nothing, basically. I was just throwing money out of the window every day. And I found this um, other business. Uh, they were doing ballroom dance gowns. Yeah. And I uh, connected with them. It was a very interesting, interesting story to start uh, with, with them. And uh, I started painting the gowns. And after a few months, they, they were kind of rough at the beginning. I'm not going to say the entire story. But uh, I was able to find finally my position in the company. And uh, the company did fantastic after I started producing this product, which was a hand-painted gowns, and they were all crystallized with Swarovski crystal, up to 12,000 Swarovski on a dress. And uh, we start selling so much, so much. The company tripled the uh, 
the income right. in one year after creating that uh, product, that uh, art, basically. So that was a spectacular a new beginning for me. I was making the difference for this company. I was making the difference for me, too, and for my son. And then uh, over there, I met my husband, which uh, was one day he was in this room. He was painting uh, the, the one of the gowns. He was using airbrush, and uh, he was going through some difficulties, and I was very, very afraid to ask because I said, who who knows here if they're going to say no, whatever, you know. And, you know, with the little English, too, you have to imagine that situation. And uh, I just asked, I said, do you, do, do you like what you're doing? Do, he goes, no, I don't. I have difficulties right now. It's not coming. I said, well, I said, we should start with the brush instead of the airbrush. Do you have a brush? And he goes, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get it for you. And I start painting. And I didn't know at that moment that I was talking to my future husband. I didn't know. So a story, a love story started over there. That is fantastic. What yeah. is we um we we don't necessarily have you know like wedding songs or things as song stories. That's one of our parameters because that's a very uh, a common thing. But do you what is your your and your husband's song? Do you have a song or well, a band or something like that? My husband uh, he's um he's a skateboarder and he listens to all kinds of interesting music that I never listened before. Yeah, he's like um. Pixies, kind of Smashing Pumpkins, and yes. all, all that kind of vibe from him, yes. for sure. Yeah, yes. And I learned uh, through him all these groups. I like. Uh, uh, I discovered recently Alt J. Mm-hmm. I like uh, him a lot, um, and all kinds of radio uh, DJ Shadow. I think was one of the. Uh, radio that I was listening with him, all kinds of groups, but really, really cool. Really yeah. Cool. Yes. Um, so, how does music fit into your creative process within your artwork? And uh, if you could describe your art style, because you have a degree in fine art. Um, primary is, I believe, uh, what is it? Scene, uh, set design, costume yes. history, textiles, and you've worked with. Dolce & Gabbana, Versace. Yes. Uh, I mean, so, and I also, I know you're an exquisite painter. So describe your your style and, and, and how maybe music fits in with that, uh, if it does. Well, it, that, it did. It did. Mm-hmm. When we go and talk about the second uh, story, the second uh, uh, song, I, I can tell you how that actually integrated beautifully in okay. my art. But yeah, uh, um I am I am a person that likes to experiment, you know. So I I study art when I when I was in high school, and then I went in Academia di Belle Arti, but uh, that wasn't enough. Then I went in uh, North Italy, of course, to find job, and uh, I became a textile designer over there. That's why I was able to work with uh, Dolce Gabbana, Versace, doing textile designs. But that was a fantastic time in my life to experiment a lot 
and getting paid also. So it was like a fantastic combination. I was uh, I was experiencing with a, with a lot of technique, uh, working on fabric, uh, on paper. I had uh, the fortune to uh, work with a lot of people coming from all over the world. And so Japanese, uh, people from London, from French, from Germany, and everybody talking the art language because they all needed to learn Italian or, you know, we were communicating with English a little bit. It was a fantastic, fantastic time in my life. Then, uh, well, uh, everything changed uh, because the economy and stuff like that. And I, you know, felt the urge to really dedicate more time to myself only and to the art that I wanted to do. And um, I started developing my art. I started with hyperrealism which is like a photographic effect. And then uh, I experienced also with uh, um, abstractism. Uh, then uh, I came here in America and I decided to do an entire collection of uh, gowns made out of recycled material. So when I say recycle, it's uh, not necessarily fabric, it's just object. So I started doing uh, almost like a 1700, 1800 style with this huge uh, skirt made out of irrigation tubing. Gorgeous. Uh, like uh, uh, 500 butterflies on, in, inside, outside, uh, tablespoons, um, foam, uh, f- grass, hair. Everything was uh, good enough for me to 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 see things to and and and, and so I then I started this collection I did uh, several fashion show and then uh, that was uh, another beautiful experience that I had done so I noticed that I'm a person that just likes to have fun when I create I need to be free and and it's a beautiful feeling because when you don't really have let's say, a customer, you know, because, I, I mean, I do textile design for for White House and Black Market. That's my regular everyday job, and that pays the bills and all that. But, and it's beautiful, beautiful. I learned a lot doing that. But when you create just for yourself, and um, you can just unleash your creativity to a point that, you don't have limit. You don't want to have limit. And that's where, that's why I mix all this uh, style together. I did videos. I did, um, uh, you know, uh, recycle, fashion, abstractism, hyperrealism, uh, all kinds of things all mixed together, researching for new techniques. I mean, it's just... Life is just so cool to lose yourself in this place. And when I do, honestly, when I'm creating, creating and being very focused and concentrate, that's already music for me. I do not listen to anything because my brain is so in tune with what is happening 
that I really don't need to have any other distraction to the point that even people talk to me at that point. I don't, I can't hear them. That's why the music, I, sometimes I, 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 I turn it on and all of a sudden I don't hear it anymore because I'm so concentrated in what I'm doing. Then there are moments where uh, it's more like uh, a repetition mm. of action because you have to feel a space. You don't need to think too much of what you need to do after, before, or whatever. That is the time where I enjoy music and I can just relax and listen to something and it, and it, and it becomes, again, something that can inspire. And... Uh, with this, I will say, not to time, but uh, the second song connects with this uh, then, reality. Then let's go there now. Let's go there yeah. now. Uh, would you like to tell the story first? Do you want to listen to the song first? How would you like to do this one? Well, maybe, I don't know. It's uh, it's up to you. It, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's up one. to me. It's yeah, up to yeah, you. Yeah. This is you. Well, uh, this is your biography through music, my darling. Let's listen to this first. This is Maria Pia's second song story on Three Song Stories, Biography Through Music. This is Other Fish by Far Side off their 1992 album Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. That is the reason why I got inspired. The beats of that song, I, I added it to my Spotify playlist. Um, I hadn't heard that song in so long, so I would love to hear the story behind this. Right. So... That was 2000, uh, I guess, 18 again, maybe. Yes. Well, let's say. Let's say 2018. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're supposed to go travel uh, with the um, big van. And, uh, okay, we get already myself, my husband, my son. Uh, we're supposed to go in Utah. So a long trip from South Florida and all the way there. On the way to go, unfortunately, that happens sometime, we got in an accident. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so everything started changing. We had to delay, delay. We never got to, unfortunately, uh, to Utah. But we made it in uh, Texas. So we, we were around Texas going back and forth, uh, you know, visiting different cities and et cetera. So uh, the, the time uh, came where we had to come back and the van was fixed and all that, and a big storm happened. While we were traveling, it was this beautiful road with long, long trees on the two sides, and we were in the middle for miles, miles. And we went through quite a lot, you know, the disappointment and all this, and now a storm. Actually, we didn't know that there were, there were uh, tornadoes around, oh, too. and you were in Texas at this time, yes, right? Yes, yeah. we were in Texas, traveling back to come back to Florida. Okay. So, um, thank you. <laughs> so, at a certain point, raining, and, uh, and the van was almost going sideways for the you know, the push of the wind, the, the yeah. wind and the, the, I said, oh, my gosh, this is way too much. Um, so we had this music in, in, in the radio or it was, uh, I don't remember. So 
I hear this music, uh, the other fish, for the first time in my life. And I had, like, this inspiration came to my head. I go, I visualized myself painting with the broom on a big sheet of paper, on the floor, of course, dancing this music. That's how the music connects with me or connected with me with the art in a major way. That inspired me so much to the point that I was able to visualize myself painting and dancing. I said, it's going to be difficult because I never had it done before, but it's going to be a challenge that I am, you know, I want to take. So when I went home, I went on the roof of my house. I asked my husband to take the drone. Please record everything from the... From above, yeah. Above. And uh, and so I start dancing, ta-da, on the rhythm of this music. And, the, and, and, and actually, I painted the fish because I thought that, you know, the connection was there. Yeah. And pretty easy. I mean, to do, let's say, because big uh, shapes and it was like an, a 12 by 9 uh, piece of... Uh, and you said you used a broom. With the broom. With the broom. With the broom. What color? Colors? All No, no, black and white. Black and white. Black okay. and white. So uh, that was super fun and inspiring. And so after that, I said, you know, I'm not going to stop with this. So I went in Oregon at the um, uh, International uh, Rose Garden. Mm. And it is is a beautiful, next to the garden, they have this beautiful uh, amphitheater with the square in the middle. I said, I want to do a performance here, dancing and painting a rose. But I had to go through the the um, uh, you know the permission, mm-hmm. uh, which I did. It was very difficult, but uh, I made it happen. I had only ten to fifteen minutes time frame to make it happen. I found uh, a guy online that was able to do the the drone for me. He did all kinds of mistakes, but because he, he went outside the, the, the view. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of edit the entire video to push back all the frames that were outside. I don't know if I'm making sense right you are, now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the video came out. Uh, you can actually watch it in YouTube. I was YouTube. Say, I, I will, we can link to that. So yeah, we'll link I, to that. Yes, I think the title is The Dancing shadow on the rose and why it's a dancing shadow because i did it uh, it was around three uh in the afternoon and this uh, and i start painting this big rose again a nine by twelve and my shadow was on the paper so it looks like a, a woman dancing on the rose because the shadow creates this, and I had to put another type of music for uh, you know for the rights. What do you and use? it's it's a music from um, oh my gosh, uh, from the I think the twenties. Okay, because you have beautiful. yes from the twenties. Uh, it's a beautiful rhythm, mm. and so then I edited uh, around that rhythm. What did you listen to while you were painting? 
that one. Oh, you said yes, the same yeah, one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, the same okay. one because uh, I wanted to connect the movement of my body with the rhythm of the music. Gorgeous. So, so yes. where are these pieces now? Uh, they are all stored because mm. I can actually fold them. And uh, and then after that, I created an, an exhibition, which is called the Shoropia. I looked more into this uh, technique and I kind of connected with the uh, Japanese uh, Shodo art and uh, and you know it's the calligraphy i don't want to take away anything from their beautiful culture or anything but it was just more like a fun experiment for me just because ever started just in black and white and then i did uh, an exhibition at the sydney and burn uh, art center and it was um, the um, capital um, gallery gallery mm-hmm. and uh, i went inside I measured the entire uh, perimeter, and there were 208 uh, linear square feet. And I decided to cover the entire gallery from head to toe with an installation painted all in with this style. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I love Sydney and Byrne. Uh, I, I, I think Southwest Florida has such a rich art community here, especially in the past, I'll say, decade, couple decades or so. And gosh, the city and burn, they put on some nice art shows. Yes. I'm upset that I missed that. The uh, next time you do one. Yeah. You can see something in my website and also in Instagram. Okay. I have a, What is your website? So if you want to look at your work in the... My website is uh, Maria Pia, all together, mm-hmm. Malerba, my last name, dot com. So Brian Weaver, he's a past guest. Uh, he's also an artist. He's uh, part of Art Symbol Underground. Uh, he recommended you for Three Song Stories. If you haven't listened to Brian's episode, that's episode 189. So you can listen to that wherever you're listening to this right now, actually, uh, or on threesongstories.org. How did you meet Brian? Brian was through the company that uh, I I had, which is I you know I was lucky enough to find uh, Melissa De Haven. Mm-hmm. She uh, runs the communications. Yeah, 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 And um, uh, and Cesar Aguilera. So these are part of the first people that I actually met when I came here. I was mm-hmm. lucky enough. And then through them, I also met um, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Art community. Yes. The Fantastic. art community, which really helped me a lot because, I mean, you can be pretty isolated, you know. Imagine, I mean, the language helps, but being an artist is such a cool thing because you, you, the, the art speaks for you. I was naval, I was not, but my art was communicating for me. So people were kind of attracted to, with what I was doing, and and it, it became very easy to make friends. And that's how we became friends. Yes. Through the art community and yes. through this. Yes. And I'm so glad that you could join me today. Uh, I know you said that you were a little bit nervous. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling a... Uh, a little less nervous? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> still a little nervous. She's still a ball of nerves. Um, we talked about your son briefly. Um, tell me your son's name. How old is he now? And do you happen to have a, maybe a musical memory with your son or a song or something yeah. that reminds you of him? Um, 
my son' name is Julio. He's 21 right now. He's uh, studying to become a doctor. He's good. He's fantastic. He also speaks Italian. And he also speaks Italian because uh, I speak to him in Italian, in, and he often answers in, in English, but, mm. but uh, he, he definitely understands and can speak Italian as well. Um, well, this is an interesting story because when he was born, I was listening a lot uh, in Indian, not Indian, Indian from American Indian okay. music, right? And it, and it, and it was so like Native American, Native American. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the correct form. Yes, Native American uh, music for for a while when he was really little, like you know, months old, and uh, it's kind of incredible because. There are synchronicity in my life, you know, the fact that it was Indian American. And then they came. I, I didn't know at the time that I was coming here, you know. So it's almost like connected with, with another type of route because I come from a place where, you know, the music is tamburel and uh, it's very tribal and they saw that they're really um, a folk aspect of a country or a place it connects me a lot I like it, it's like going to the roots very uh, storytelling forward yes all of the music is is telling stories and, right. and and paying homage to things and remembering things right yeah Yes, and I I really really like like that, you know. So that was a time that I definitely remember. But my son, he listens to all kinds of music, you know. New generation, they know all that. They and yeah. that TikTok, right? No. Yeah, 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 and all that. <laughs> uh, what about do you Broadway musicals and and plays and things like that? Do you enjoy them? I do, yeah? I do. I went to see here. It was one uh, with. Um, Oh my gosh! It was so funny. Um, what's the name of uh, like the Life of Brian thing? Like the Monty Python? Everyone's saying funny, so I think of that immediately. It's about the religious Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Yes, Life that, of Brian. Yes, I was in the yes. same area. Yes, that one. That <laughs> one. Exactly. Thank you so much. I haven't seen that yet. You're oh not the first that's brought this up too locally. Oh. So the next time it comes, like, we have to go. So fun. If you want to see it again, we'll go. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, do you happen to have a favorite movie soundtrack or a movie that you like the music of? I have a, a favorite movie for sure. Uh, not necessarily for the soundtrack because I don't remember as much as that. Well, then what's your favorite movie? Emily. Ah, oh, yes. But that's Emily. a beautiful soundtrack. Hey, and why I don't remember? You that's see? a beautiful My soundtrack. Brain. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that movie a lot before. Oh, I did a study abroad in Paris um, in 2010. I was there for a few months, uh, and I remember watching any sort of French music, French film. I actually even, I didn't know French. I enrolled myself in college French one and two as someone who didn't know the language. Um, but that's how I immersed myself to try to, to get yeah. to know it a little bit better. And that movie was a mainstay. And it's, oh, oh it's so romantic. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's a masterpiece. I went I to the say. cafe too when I was in France. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So that wow. was nice. That's awesome. That was fantastic. Uh, what about concert experiences? 
concert uh, when I was uh, in Lake Como I went uh, to see Michael Jackson oh nice that was cool wow what tour do you remember what album or what he what it was that he was performing I, at the time who knows no, right? I'm, I really have an awful memory for names awful <laughs> awful I'm not but I remember I'm very visual I remember at a certain point he took off with the with the with something that he was basically flying. Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah, he used to do a lot of things like that. I think Richard's yeah, like, about to... like wireworks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the name of that. Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. Wire that, acrobats. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I never seen it. Did you see him like do the it. moonwalk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to see that in real life. Oh my gosh, that was the most amazing. And then, of course, you know, I come from Italy, all kind of pop music, but uh, you you don't know those guys. But uh, you can mention he, some of them though. Somebody yeah, listening Zuc- will know. You know, Zucchero Fornaciari when I was young. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lucio Dalla. Uh, people like I that. just want to hear you say those yes, things. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a, a favorite concert experience? So was it Michael Jackson? Yes, that definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And then I saw here Prince, but that was the... What? No, not, not, not him. The, the, oh, the, the, how uh, do you say that? the hologram version. Didn't they do a whole Prince like... Mm-hmm. That was a person. Tribute? Was it like he a tribute? Came like a cover? Here, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. It was a tribute band. Yes, it wasn't yeah, Prince. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like, you saw Prince? But he was, he, the, the guy actually was fantastic. We had so much fun. There's it was um, beautiful. We, we on, on PBS at WGCU, um, we run concerts and it's called the Fab Four, and they're Beatles, like tribute band. And they look like the Beatles, they dress they like the Beatles, you. they sound exactly like them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's as close as you can get to seeing uh, a group that we can't yes. see anymore. Yes. Uh, what, is the, have you, what is the furthest maybe you've traveled to see a concert or a band? No, I'm not. I mean... You're a conven- for about convenience if they're near me, I'll go? Not because of that. Sure. Not because of that. But, you know, Lake Como in Milan was mm. very, like, a, like 40 minutes, you know, and it's a big city. Right. And uh, I used to go listen uh, jazz a lot, Le Chimie. It was mm. a place where you could go and see uh, this major like people coming from all over the world i, re- I remember my, one time i was uh, sitting down and you know the concert starts da 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 and all of a sudden from the public someone start playing injecting the, their uh, music to the group that was already happening and that was freddie abbard so it, I was like, oh, my wow. gosh, that was an experience. For sure. That was an experience because it so unexpected, so beautiful because of that. The energy, it's, it's completely different. And it was like jazz, you know, like communication. Everybody can just interject and just, I mean, if you know how to do it, right. of you, course. You add, you add together <laughs> yeah. and you make something completely different out of yes. that. What would be your dream Band, act, singer, someone to see, alive or dead. We can oh, go that the way. Queen definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Pink Floyd and Queen. But, Do you have a favorite know. Queen song? That's hard to ask. It's yeah. an easy question to ask, but I do. Yeah, the one that is very, very. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a great beautiful. one to sing with people. Yeah, I love singing that song with groups of people. I have very yeah. fond memories of 
screaming that at the top of my lungs with groups of friends and pantomiming all of the movements and just serenading one another. I'm a big fan of doing that. Spectacular. <laughs> That's so I don't beautiful. care that I can't sing. <laughs> uh Oh wow, we're we're already time for your third song. Okay, time feels like it's flying uh, with with you and I. So, how would we like to handle this one? Listen to it first. Tell the story first. No, I'll tell the story first right. this time. Go ahead. <clears throat> so, I was able after many 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 years to convince my mom to send me from Italy uh, my bicycle. Mm. The bicycle, it's. Bianchi. It's a famous bicycle in Italy. It's well done, beautiful, uh, amazing also because it reminds uh, me of my father that unfortunately died years ago. But I remember him taking my bicycle and uh, just go. And I have this beautiful image in my head of him with my bicycle. So I said to my mom, please send it to me. And she did. And uh, one day I decided to go visit uh, a friend of mine that just moved uh, downtown for Myers. And I live close to downtown for Myers. So I said, I'll take the bicycle and I go to visit her. And, uh, and I go there. I arrive. Uh, I see the place and I go, OK, I'll put the bicycle inside the atrium. And uh, uh, in the meantime, my friend comes and I said, uh, I'm a little worried because I don't have the lock for the for for the bicycle. Uh, do you think that I can put here the, the bicycle? Uh, and she goes, well, "Are you kidding me? Of course, who wants to have that bicycle?" And blah blah blah. I said, "I said you don't understand. This is not a bicycle for me." Uh, she goes, "My Pia, don't worry, all good." And I, just to make sure, I close behind me the gate. I go in her house, we start chatting, da-da-da-da. 20 minutes after I go down uh, to pick up my bicycle, and uh, sure enough, the bicycle wasn't there. I had a moment that I cannot tell you how I felt. Because I almost felt like that, that I didn't have that it's weird to say that. It's stupid also to say that. But, you know, the connection with my father, the image, the fact that that bicycle was so close to him and to me, I said, oh, my gosh. I said, only a miracle can, because, you know, a person takes a bicycle. How can you find it now? Where do you go? Uh, start looking around. Of course, I didn't find it. And I take the car, go home, uh, call the cops. In the meantime, my friend calls me back. And she goes, Maria Pia, we found the bicycle. And in the meantime, and this is the synchronicity, because I was really talking to heaven at that moment and the synchronicity was the song knock on heaven's door it was just started in a moment that all this was happening so it was like a, a beautiful synchronicity because i was really really hoping that i could find a bicycle and i couldn't i couldn't really see any you know solution but she calls me back, and they found it, and it, somebody took it and put it in, inside a room, 
I don't know for what reason. They oh. did that. They put it in a room, but the, she was able to find it. So what the bike look? What does the bike look like? It's a it's a black bicycle mm-hmm. and uh, uh, basket. No basket. As a basket, mm-hmm. yes, very comfortable. Yeah. Very yeah 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 like. Um, we call it in Italian like a graziella type of uh, shape, which you know it's uh, it has the curve in the mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. So yeah, I think you want to listen to it. Yes. Okay, so let's hear it. This is Maria Pia's last song story featuring "Knocking on Heaven's Door" by Bob Dylan from the 1973 album "Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid." You know how to pick a song with a good beat. I've noticed that. <laughs> is that typically your music style? Do you are you attracted to multiple yeah. styles of music? It just has to be a certain rhythm, or what is? I that? love rhythm. Mm. I really, really love the beat. And I mean, in Italy, I used to listen. Also, we call it cantastoria. There are people that talk about things mm-hmm. in a poetic way. Oh. So in that way, I don't really care as much as about the rhythm, or I j- it's just a poetic way that. Ex- they es- express with the singing, I. Uh, but you know you have to n- know very well the the the, the, the language, right. so, which you know Italian is my first language. In, with English, I have to say sometimes it's not easy for me to um, to understand the meaning of the song because singing is another form, so the the the, the word gets. Uh, either connected or elongated because of the rhythm. Sometimes I can't understand if I don't go to see, you know, the lyric. Yeah, because too, um, to that point, you can have the most heartbreaking lyrics and it's a poppy song, right? Right. Or vice versa. You can have, you know, it just depends on the tone. So with the music's giving a certain tone, but the the words are different, then they could kind of get mixed up there. Yes. I see that. Yeah. But yes, I, I'm interested in all kinds of type, type of music. Rhythm is definitely something that uh, I, I connect very well. Where does Knocking on Heaven's Door fit into your life now? Do you listen to it often by chance or do you does it just come up when it comes up? More like that. Comes up when yes. it comes up. Yeah. yeah. That was your third song story. So this is kind of my favorite part of this is I get to ask you rapid fire questions uh, as we finish things out and they get a little weird and a little fun. Uh, what about karaoke? Do you karaoke? No, if I, I don't know. I don't know how to sing. No, 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 no. no, no. Like <laughs> I, I, my friends, they all know that. I have a funny story to actually say about, uh, which I don't remember again the song. So that that's <laughs> not gonna get us far. Um, but you know, I was talking with my friends. They all do karaoke and they all sing, and they were just waiting for me. When is your time? When is your time? When is this? When is that? And I go, I have to learn one song at least just to learn and so I can you know we can have some fun and really laugh but I chose one that is very very difficult please what is the name of that Maria knows she will Maria laugh Collier right, yeah another past guest right, of ours Maria yes, Collier she will laugh right now we sang Bohemian Rhapsody remember. with her huh? we sang Bohemian Rhapsody with her yeah, yeah. but she's good she's good <laughs> yeah she's that was good. one of her song stories was Bohemian what Rhapsody was that? Oh my gosh! Why it's the go- gorillas? The gorillas? Gorillas has one song. It's uh, like Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Really? Okay, that's I a difficult l- song. I-, I love that song. Yeah, do and, you? Yeah, and then I said to her, to her, to Maria, I said, Maria, I'm gonna learn this one, and then 
Oh, I said, but am, I must be crazy to, to even think that I can learn this <laughs> because the rhythm is very fast and you have to be very fluent and on top of it. I said, well, I just love it so much that I thought in my brain that I could actually start with something like this that. This is a personal project now for me. I will make sure that this happens somehow because I love <laughs> that song and I know all the words and I need to see you rap this song. Imagine, I, I, I feel like I need that in my life. It could be a tragic comic moment. Either but, way. You know, if we have fun, that's what it matters. That's all that matters. I yes. heard at Art Symbol Underground where uh, Cesar Aguilera and Brian Weaver, who recommended you, they have karaoke nights. What the yes. bra- Cesar told me on his episode that he, they do kar- private yes. karaoke nights there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh, we, yeah. We'll, we'll have to do that. And then yes. we'll perform Clint Eastwood. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. If you were a championship wrestler, uh, if you know this or maybe you don't, wrestlers, every time they come out, they have a song and they have a whole like pyrotechnic and a whole thing. Oh, my so gosh. Maria Pia, your amazing, ferocious, tiny little self oh, yes. as a professional wrestler, what song do you think you might want to use? Something with Aretha Franklin. Okay. Yeah, something like Like, like respect? That. Like yeah! that kind of Aretha Franklin? Okay, I kind of like that a little bit. She would definitely be a Lucha Libre. A Lucha Libre yeah, for sure. 100%. Maria Pia, with respect as a Lucha Libre, I'm 100% about that life. And then you can create the own uh, outfit and everything. Absolutely. Oh, I think we're onto something there. Uh, we are creating a cocktail drink a beverage cocktail cookbook uh, for our three song stories guests and we are actually in in talks of having an event at the veranda downtown it seems like it, it's a thing now okay. so maria pia as a beverage what cocktail would you be what would it be called how would it look what would what would be in it and it doesn't have to be alcoholic if you don't right. want it to be or it could be just whatever you think that would exactly. be exactly well, that will be a Maria Pia cocktail. Why I say that? Mm. Not to be, you know, anything. But when I go in two, three places where they know me, I go, do the Maria Pia. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? It's like vodka with, the, you know, and they go, okay, yeah, vodka with a little bit of uh, cranberry juice. Yes, yes, yes. And a splash of that. Yes, yes. Perfect. Perfect. I go, yeah. And it's, it needs to be kind of modified, depends on yeah. the day, you know. And so I go, the Maria Pia. And then uh, people ask me, you know, friends, what, what is that you're drinking? No, no, don't worry. You go there and ask for the Maria Pia. <laughs> <laughs> so it's vodka, a good vodka. A good vodka. Cranberry juice. Cr- cranberry juice. Over ice. Yes. With any garnish? Uh, Sometimes, you know, cherry or oh, cherry. Lem, lem, uh, what lime. What is it like? Yeah. L- I like lime in drinks. Yes. And you're, we're calling it? The Maria Pia. Yeah, yes. Yeah, what kind do. of glass would you like it to be in? Uh, it's the triangular one. Uh, the martini, like glass? martini glass? The martini glass. Yeah. Yes, the I martini li- glass. I like that. If you had to guess, what would you say is a song that you've listened to the most, that you find yourself coming back to more often in your life? I have periods. Mm, where, me too. Uh, yeah, where I listen one group and then I get... Not tired, but, you know, I have to kind of detach from that and go to a next one. Recently, it's been uh, Alt-J. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any kind of music you will, or a song, that you'll avoid if it comes on, that you're just like, no, this doesn't work for me? I mean, there are, uh, I would say maybe a little bit the country not necessarily all the country it's uh i i, I but like the newer kind of pickup truck 
country. I, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That 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 is not something okay. that I really yeah. If you could broadcast a song into the head of everyone on the planet right now, what song do you think you'd choose? Right now. Wow. I encourage you to do whatever you want with this. Right? Guests usually go toward inspirational. The times have been an, a little tough, if anyone hasn't noticed. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. But you could choose whatever you want. Well, I will then, for the time that we are living, I will go definitely with the Volare, with the Domenico Modugno. Oh, yeah, that's Be- a good one. You know, right? I do know this. It's pretty international. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's very happy, very light. Yeah, I like that. We need that. I, I agree with that. Um, is there a best album of all time, in your opinion, do you think? Or that doesn't matter I, to you? I, I love, love Pink Floyd's uh, The Wall. The Wall. Yeah. Um, they have quite a few good albums, honestly. Yes. I know Pink Floyd is a, I've noticed, a hit or miss with people. People love it or they're not fans or of it. Not, yeah. I've never seen someone that's like, they're okay. It's always, I don't like it, I do. It's a divisive Beatles, yes. Rolling Stones kind of a, a situation yes. there. Uh, do you have a favorite band of all time? I don't know if that was a, a, a band, but I liked Supertramp when I was oh, yeah. uh, when I was uh, young. Very nice. Yeah, it's it's a nice. You are written. rhythm. Yes, that is. Yes. I like that. I, I like that quite uh, quite a lot because that uh, opens your mind to a lot of different music. You're yes. very open and receptive to uh, to a lot of things. Was there a fourth song that almost made it to the list that didn't happen to make it for your three songs? Was there one that was a story, a song story that you thought, oh, I, I'm not sure, or did these three come to you quickly? Well, the first two definitely, mm. and the uh, third one was good because it happened recently, so it helped me out to find the third one. I'm pretty sure I have all kinds of other memories with songs, uh, definitely, but at the moment I'm not remembering anything in particular. What would your 14-year-old self think of the person you've become today? I said, holy moly. (laughs) (laughs) Did she have a strong red lip too or? Yeah, the red lips came uh, after. But uh, yeah, yeah, she will say that probably. Yes. Holy moly. Holy moly. So you did it. Yes. You've done it. Did it. You've yes. done it. Still doing it. Yeah. Still trying. But yes. But this is it. This is the end of the show. Oh, you finished. Me. Yeah, I, I made it. At, at this point, uh, <laughs> and you can breathe now a little bit. You did fantastic. Yeah. Thank uh, you. But I would love for you to recommend uh, three people who you will promise that you'll share your episode with. Right. Uh, and that you think would be a good guest uh, for Three Song Stories. Yeah, the first one is Michael Mendoluski because he's a DJ and it's a very good friend of ours, myself and my husband. Uh, and he's just fantastic as a person and the knowledge of music. It's, it's, it's amazing, of course. Then uh, Bradford. Herman is a friend of mine, like family for me. He's an artist. Um, he's uh, building his uh, followers in uh, YouTube. So uh, I think he will be very interesting. And uh, Nadia Artman, and uh, she produces opera, and uh, she's a unique character and personality. So they're all of them great. Fantastic. We will look to you to help us get in touch with them. And as yes. I said, promise that you'll share your episode with them. And then we'll, we'll work to get them on the podcast. Any final thoughts, Maria Pia? Stay safe and have a beautiful new year, everybody. 
We make this podcast in the studios of WGCU Public Radio at Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is host and creator. Richard Chinqui is co-creator, host, and producer. I'm host and online content producer. Our executive producer is Chris Duffus. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studios in St. Pete. You can find Three Song Stories on social media. Give us a follow and a like on Facebook at Three Song Stories. We're also on Instagram at Three Song Stories. If you want to support what we do here at Three Song Stories, you can always make a donation to our station, WGCU Public Media. Go to WGCU.org, click that red donate button, and you can always put a comment saying that you're supporting it because of this podcast. For our parting tune this week, I'm going to take you on a road trip to Georgia, where I first bonded with one of my best friends, Pam Osler. We'd hung out a few times before this trip, but never for such a long period of time. We were both in the back seat of her and her husband Drew's black Prius, making that 12-hour journey to a cabin where we were meeting other mutual friends. I noticed that we both knew the words to many of the same songs that were being played in the car. That's everything from The Flaming Lips to Ludacris. But when Real World by Matchbox 20 came on, I knew our friendship was meant to be. We pantomimed and sang every word together, and then we just burst out laughing once the song was over because we didn't know how we even knew all of those words, and we thought that maybe we were the only ones who actually remembered them. Do you have a friend that sings all kinds of weird songs like that with you? Let us know. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. You know, I woke up in the hospital one time and that was, <laughs> that was the end of that.